Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And you're listening to The Wibs, the podcast for women in business. We're here with practical, real advice to help you get ahead at work. Without the BS. We'll be the work wives you've always wanted. Let's go. Hi, I'm Natasha. And I'm Penny. And welcome to The Wibs. Today, we're going to be speaking all about the art of personal branding, how to amplify your influence and impact. So I feel like personal branding has been something... I guess something that people generally tend to overlook a little bit. It's not something that I think people go out and out in a career and be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try and focus on building out who I am as a person. I think we always, at the start of our careers, generally start working for a company or, mm. or building up that sense of self around who we work for or what we do rather than, I guess, the the intellectual IP that we own as a person. So in today's episode, we kind of want to talk about what you want to do, which is like the intentional and strategic development of your, I guess, your public image and your reputation. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I always thought that personal branding was very like, I, this is not right, but I thought it was very arrogant. I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't, what does that mean? Do I have to like upload photos of myself with mm. like inspirational quotes over them being like, be who you want to be or like things yeah. like that. I'm like, is that what personal branding is? Um, but that's what we're trying to dig into in this episode and really just dive deep into what is personal branding? Why is it important for you in your career mm-hmm. um, and how to build one? Because we're in the process of building one right now. And I, I think we've learned a few things along the way, but it's, you know, in the last week, I've had at least three to four people come to me and ask, not because of my personal brand, by the way, just because they know that I'm in e-commerce, mm-hmm. but how do you, h- how do you go around one, but building one, but two, like, is there a point? Like yeah. what's the point? Because there are successful people without it. Exactly. And I feel like it's like the feedback that we get a lot of the times when you're building this up is, and especially in Australia, I feel mm. like this is a big thing. Like people don't love the tall poppy syndrome mm-hmm. whole mm-hmm. bit that's going on here. I feel like Americans do it really well. Yeah. Like they own who they are as people and they see themselves as a vehicle to drive their own careers forward rather than, oh, the people that I work for are going to push yeah. me forward. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I think there's and definitely also, a point to it. And you're right. It's also, yes. Um, different countries but also different professions like mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone here knows a real estate agent they have their own personal brand because that is what drives revenue and I think for me because I wasn't able to put a purpose to my personal brand it never became a consideration I almost mm-hmm. felt like what's the point of it is it to like in in when building something like this I think the most or anything a, a business a brand it's really important to be like why yeah. what's the point yeah, I think it's it, the why is really important. I've never thought about it or realised why I would want to kind of go about it until I got a little bit older and I was like, okay, one of my goals is I want to be able to do more speaking gigs. I really want to challenge myself in different ways. And like for me, I mean, it's a very isolated example, but that was like a real goal of mine because mm. I wanted to kind of grow my own confidence and then also my own backing because then when you have that, when you have your own personal brand in that sense, no one can take that away from you. It doesn't matter where you work yeah. at that point. You're the you're the draw, yeah. not the company that you're working for. I agree. I think, yeah, that's important. Talk about our whys. Like why are we putting investing time and money and resources into building our personal brands right now? Completely right. It's so we can make an impact. And unfortunately, sometimes without the perception, you're not able to make real real moves because people will be like oh well you know I see people I I know such incredible entrepreneurs and and in absolutely who I would oh my goodness I'd pay thousands to be in the same room as them and they have absolutely no personal brand Mm -hmm. and they just have they're not necessarily salespeople, but they're excellent at their art and then you see people who are amazing at personal branding and, and sales and they're able to 
earn more per hour or be able to put themselves out more per hour because they've backed themselves and because they really believe in themselves. So when you look at that, it's kind of like, okay, why aren't, why not? Yeah. Why it's, not? It's well, just why like not giving us? yourself an opportunity. We that, can do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, we are, we are doing it. <laughs> I don't know if we're doing well. We're trying really we hard. We are doing it. Follow but, our journey and please just tell us when we're doing something right or wrong. But what you said then, Penn, was like you control the narrative with your personal brand. You're not always going to get it right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. That You are not always going to get your personal brand right. And I know like when you're first trying to try out to do your personal brand, it's always like, oh, okay, what am I? Hmm. Who am I? Yeah. What is this? What? Like... We're so used to um, doing brand identities and brand stories for businesses. Mm-hmm. When you have to sit back and do it for yourself, it's kind of like, well, yeah, the inner work, work can be tough on it because I, I think it's like you are, you're so used to kind of nurturing like who this company is or who this persona is. And then well, I think what you really have to do when you start to think about like cultivating this, I guess, identity for yourself is what are your values and what drives yeah. you and what excites you. And I think that when we came up with the Wibs and we were talking about I guess using this as a leverage and really it is a personal branding exercise is okay well what do we give a shit about each day and what do we want to talk about and what are we not hearing as a base of a company versus our own individuals within this kind of social media online e-com space and branding space that we kind of can drive forward and and also the opportunities that we want to want to have as a result of that. And what gets us revved up, like that passion, that anger, that that emotion that we feel in the workplace when things are like Penn and I both have a very like strong sense of like fairness. Like when things aren't going right, we're like we need to make sure that we are standing up and right. Mm. And I think that that's what the WIBS kind of encapsulates for all of it. It is standing up for the people that can't necessarily because stand up for themselves. When we went out to the clubs when we first launched the WIBS and we started talking to different women and explaining it to them. This is a real story. This is a real story. We started asking people like, okay, well, what is the biggest things that you experience as a woman in the workplace? And a lot of people, like ridiculous amount of people spoke about the fact that they had lost their voice or felt like they'd lost their voice at some point. And I thought, well, we've got voices. We like to talk. Yeah. We believe in things. We we wanted to help be that voice so that when someone tunes into our podcast, they hear us, they think, well, rather one, I've been there or two, it's okay. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a really cool thing we do. But I suppose the personal branding side of things isn't just about like, you know, our example where you're like, we're starting a podcast, we're doing this. It also can be about building up your professional presence in, in, mm-hmm. in a different sense and like being able to share, I guess, bleeding together more of your personal life and your professional life in that sense. Because I think LinkedIn, like for example, is a really great vehicle in order to be able to do this. But a lot of people are sharing more and more on their Instagrams mm-hmm. or just social media in general. And I think that we've he- heard some amazing stories about how people have gotten these I guess these gigs and getting hired based off the fact that they're leveraging their personality yeah. and their brand, which is, I guess, another side of this outside of being able to drive your values. It's like you can actually get some really cool opportunities at it from a professional level. So the investment and the time in put into it is worth it because it's not just about what comes down the other side in terms of like building out a career from it. It's also about what other opportunities and connections can you leverage as a result of people being able to identify with who you are. Absolutely. Okay. So we now know how important a personal brand is, what you can use it for. But all right, how do you start one? Where, where do you where do you start from? You know, personal brand, cool. But where do you start? Well, that's that's an age old, age old question, isn't it? I mean, you did touch on it before a little bit though about defining like your brand identity. So it does come back to okay, well, what are your values? What are your strengths? What are you feeling really passionate about? And what are your goals out of those passions and those strengths of yours? So I think it's about, and we do the same thing in in a business sense, it's about understanding what your unique selling points are. So 
what what sets you apart mm. from your peers? Mm-hmm. What sets you apart in that online space? And I think a way to find that is, okay, so with a business, it's kind of like, okay, what sets me apart? Free delivery. Like, yeah. It's a little bit easily. Like I don't have free delivery you as a human, free. unfortunately. <laughs> um, but but um, I think what makes you unique and whoever you are listening to this right now, what makes you unique is your story. No mm. one has the same story as you. No one's seen what you've seen, done what you've done, had the resilience that you've had to show in different areas. So I think that's what makes you unique. Nobody, Nobody's got the same day in, day out that you have experienced and using that as a story and as a fuel to continue to, you know, rather inspire and determine what those values, strengths and passions are you work backwards then and mm. you find those goals because that's where it's important. I think it's really, really important to just lead with your story. Yeah, exactly. And like when you when you are stepping into crafting the brand story, what I've noticed as time's gone on, especially while we work in this space, is that you get better at being able to d- deliver that because at the start, People used to ask me, okay, so it's like, tell me about yourself. <gasps> oh, my God, the I dreaded it. Least favourite question ever. Only because I'm like, oh, like it, How? Look, is my experience even relevant? Like do, does anyone actually care what I have to say about mm-hmm. this? And what we've gotten I think a lot better at is being able to condense it down and yeah. almost do an elevator pitch of who you are. So yes. it's like you're crafting that brand story but then you're knowing that I guess – putting it into like a, a like a two-minute pitch of how you sell yourself. like Who you are. I think that's a really actionable item if you're listening now. Get out that notepad, get out a pen and write down what your elevator pitch would be. What makes you unique? What are your values? What are your strengths? Why why should people want to follow you or be a part of that personal brand? Mm-hmm. The same way you would with the business. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So we've got you're defining your brand identity. You're starting to build and craft out that elevator pitch, that brand story. And then it is about the thing that – I find the most difficult about brand, personal branding is establishing your online presence. Yeah. Oh, the cringe. The cringe. The okay. Cringe. This is, I don't can't remember if we've spoken about this before, but um, Penn sent through the other day this amazing TikTok and I would love to put it in our show notes. Yeah, um, let's put it in there. It's incredible. And it's this girl who is explaining, um, you know, in order to be successful, you have to climb Cringe Mountain. Yes. You have to, like the most successful people at one point have climbed Cringe Mountain. And you think of like... Okay, let's think of one of the most successful women, you know, that everyone, whether you like them or not, Kim Kardashian is hugely successful, Mm -hmm. right? No one can deny that. They can say how she got there, whatever. But she, oh my goodness, Mm. if you look back at like circa early 2000s Kim Kardashian, there is nothing more cringe. There is nothing in this world more cringe. But do you think Kim Kardashian now gives a flying beep about that? You can say fuck. Um, do you think she cares? I don't think yeah. she cares. And I don't think she should care. Who cares? I don't think anyone should care. If mm. you, I look back at some of the videos. <laughs> do you remember in lockdown, I was trying to build my personal oh, no. branding the presence. LinkedIn. God bless me. Yes. We yeah. tried really hard though. Yeah. We were trying to give I, a lot of advice. Please ne- no one ever find these. Like if you dig these up, like, you know, when people are like, oh, you know, if I become famous. No, these are the things that I, that, that play through my mind. Like no one night. can, this keeps me up at night. I would do all of these LinkedIn videos and then I drag Penny into them at sometimes just to like help me. I'd be your weird friend and I'd be sitting there like <laughs> off to the side like smiling. Like hi. I was like please be my friend. I'm like Penny let's do a Q&A and yeah. you're like leave me alone please. I've only got to take so much. I, I, went to, I went into war with you and my God. It, it was cringy but. We got some good views though. <laughs> but but my LinkedIn presence through that grew astronomically. Yep. It wasn't until I stopped doing that that now my LinkedIn presence has completely plateaued because during COVID obviously we had a little bit more time on our hands and mm. I was like, you know, I'm going to use this time to be able to grow my professional, you know, network. And that's what I, why I did with it. But Lord almighty was it cringy. Like it mm. was so cringy. I can't even begin to tell you the cringe. 
don't regret it. It is what it is. No. But you got to do what you got to do. It's a means yeah. to an end. And it is. And like I think the thing is it seems scary initially and for a lot of people I know it's that concept of feeling of like, oh, I feel foolish like going mm. out there and putting myself out there. But we're in a digital age. Like we need to be able to have a strong online presence. Exactly. And it's, you know what, though, if there are things that you feel passionate or strong about, I mean, people most of the time, if, they, if they're not into it and they don't want to see it, they'll probably just scroll past it. Absolutely. It's only cringe for you. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that right now. Newsflash, it is only cringe for you. Your family and friends, they are supporting you. They are, they are, I see, I see like friends or even when like a video of like you comes up, like when we, when I forced you on the camera, <laughs> the whips or something. I, I feel so proud whenever I see anybody on my Instagram, I don't care who you are. If I follow you and you upload a video of yourself doing something that is a bit different to what you normally post, mm. I love it. I get jealous. I'm like, nah, good on you, girl. I want to try that. That's yeah. awesome. Like day in the life. Everyone should do it. YOLO, have a crack. Like, oh, my God, I'm so millennial. But seriously, though, I think everyone should have a crack at it because it is such a powerful tool. Utilise that tool. If someone told you you had to post, you know, a video a day and that's going to grow your brand presence, which means you're going to earn more, you're going to have a network that you can tap into and you're going to upskill yourself faster than anything else, mm, I think they take it. Yeah, exactly. And you, and you know what? We So many times a day we passively consume this content. I'm like, mm. why not leverage it and use it to your advantage? So. It is important to establish your online presence if you're looking to be able to build that this professional brand. You know, if you're a creative of any type, it's great to have like a portfolio website so people mm -hmm. can see what you do and who you are. So you're, you're more than just a company. You're more than just a job. This is like the things that you're actually able to cultivate based on your talents versus the resources and developments of, of a different company. So Absolutely. And, and the how, like I think it's really easy to say like establish an online presence. But one of the biggest conversations I have with people is, okay, cool, how? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think it's really important to know your strengths and your weaknesses. If this isn't necessarily a strength of yours, that's okay. Find someone who it is yeah. and see if you can employ them to help you with that. Like we, we've done that with the WIBS where we've been like, okay, this is potentially not something that we're that good at. So we employed somebody who's incredible at it, who pushes us, who comes up with a TikTok strategy because we can't, we have to kind of remove ourselves from it. Mm. And that is so important. So if you want to build your online presence but it's not your strength I just strongly suggest finding someone whose it is yeah and even if it's just down to the level of you need to pick their brain to be able to better understand yeah. where to start because I hear a lot of the times when I speak to people around content strategies like I don't know what I what's interesting to people what do I yeah. want to produce and I think that being able to kind of leverage and have that kind of conversation point of okay this is how you would structure it mm -hmm. and what we can do um, in the show notes for today's episode is we can actually put in like a content like a channel plan template absolutely if you guys are looking to be able to build that up for yourself because I get that that's not everyone's niche it is ours yeah but it's not for everyone um, but yeah we'll share it with you but basically you want to have that presence and then start to engage and build up an audience and share your valuable insights based on whatever it is that your content is that you're talking about in terms of what relates to you personally um okay so establish your online presence I think the next part is to cultivate that network so start to build those meaningful relationships with people like-minded individuals this this can be really difficult sometimes because it's like how do you do it it's not just networking events however I have been a huge network networking <laughs> I was gonna say whore but then I try to stop myself and I just stopped my throat but a net anyway. <laughs> I did say it anyway but I have been huge in the networking scene at the moment just putting myself out there as much as possible it is so awkward it is so like clunky it isn't a fun thing necessarily all the time you always feel a bit anxious before you walk in but I have never left a networking event feeling worse than when I entered yeah like you're getting yourself out of your comfort zone we yeah. went to um we went to a um, 
like a networking like lunch thing a couple of weeks ago and it was great but at the start it was really like pulling teeth to kind of get people yeah. in that conversation in that rhythm and I think um if it was me maybe five years ago I would have not have been participating I would have yeah, just felt yeah. like I wanted to kind of sit in the corner but I know the value of those connections oh, it's so valuable from there we're able to make like really strong connections with people and and just share ideas like if I've got an idea that I know that'll help their business absolutely that's the first thing I'm going to send them or I actually from that lunch that you spoke about I heard about this really cool PR technique that I had no idea about and I was like my God, this is a game changer. Mm. Thank you so much. And since then, I've been able to help my clients with this PR technique because I've been able to kind of give that information because of this very thing. So you don't know what you're going to get out of it. I think it's really important to put yourself out there, cultivate that network, but actually make it meaningful as well. Don't, yeah, absolutely. you know, this isn't, this isn't a volume game, I believe. And I know that with your brand to some extent, it is, but you will get there. You will mm. not get there straight away. You're not going to have 10K followers overnight. And if you do, you've done it the wrong way because they're not going to be the target audience. Cultivate that audience. That's the most important thing. Yeah, you're better off having a really engaged network and, and audience to follow you rather than appealing, trying to appeal to the masses because what we're talking about here is going niche to an extent. And we actually mm -hmm. had a really cool example with um, – with a, a guy we used to work with that told us about this amazing um, business finance podcast and they said that mm. they, the listenership they had was like 20 or 30 people a month but they were so specific to that niche that people were paying in terms of like advertising fees for a podcast like 20, 30K for an ad block because they realised the value mm -hmm. that they held in that space and yeah. it doesn't have to be everyone. It just has to be the right kind of people for you, the goals you're going to try and set for yourself. So I think that's really important. Um, but don't forget, like networking isn't just about like your next advancement. It can be about how you give back your support and guidance, mm. but also future opportunities for collaboration. Or maybe there can be some kind of value and mentorship that you might get from a person. You never know where that might go, but I think it starts with that level of vulnerability and being able to tap into those people can be cringe at the start, but I promise it's worth it once it you is get worth through it. it. Yeah. So the final one I'd say would be to consistently deliver value. Yeah. This is a really, this isn't a nice thing to say, but I say this to every single client of mine is what, when somebody goes to anything that you have, whether it's your social media website, they are selfish. They are selfish. They are not thinking of you. They're not looking at it being like, oh, I'm sure they'd love a sale. They're looking at it being like, what can you do for me? And that's yeah. what everybody thinks. They think that when they go to your Instagram, if you're in any sort of branding or anything like that, you have to think, be customer focused, number one, mm. and think what value am I giving to them? Yeah. Yeah. And that stems back from what you said about the target market. You have to really understand who your target market is and ensure that your value is delivering to those ears, the ones that you want as yes. well. What kind of people want to hear this? Like for us, we've got a fairly, you know, women in business. It's in the name. Like it's not, it's, that's, that mm. is what it is. So for us, we make sure that our content and what we deliver is all surrounding that. Yes. Even our giveaway. We did a giveaway recently for Mecca. So Penny and I were sitting there and we're like, let's do a giveaway. Like mm -hmm. let's, let's give ourselves a bit of a, a boost online just to help with the traction of, you know, followers and, and just making sure that we're building our network in the right way. Um, and we both sat there and I was like, okay, we're women in business. Yeah, where do you shop? What do you want? And Penny's like, oh, Mecca. I'm like, same? Yeah. And then we did that and that was our most successful giveaway that we've ever done because we tapped into what our target market wants. Yeah, exactly. And I think that we also see this, this go the same way when we put together content and episodes. 
when we're writing about something mm-hmm. that, that hits a, like a raw nerve for us and we're like, this this is something that we struggle with day in, day out. Mm-hmm. Like I know we've spoken about it before, but the imposter syndrome is an example. That is a piece of content that we're seeing a demand for within our audience. We're, see, we're experiencing it ourselves and we're being very vulnerable and real at that time. That is a piece of content that we will consistently deliver value on over and over again. Absolutely. Absolutely. So look, personal branding, it isn't easy. I want to emphasize that building a personal brand is a continuous process. Yeah, it's work. It's work. It requires time, effort, consistency. Yes. It's it's not, you know, something that you can turn on and turn off, unfortunately. I've tried. It doesn't work. <laughs> You'll get back um, to the LinkedIn. I'll get back. Again. Come oh, on. We'll do the, again. the followers are gonna drop like no one's <laughs> business as soon as I say that. Like, not again, please. Um but it is an opportunity to showcase your unique qualities. And I think it's an opportunity for you to make a huge impact. Don't care about what people think. I promise you they're not thinking about it that much. Mm, people I promise focus you. on themselves more than they focus on anything else. Absolutely. So just know that when you're putting something out there. Have a crack, please. If you're listening to this now and you've ever considered starting your own personal brand, just do it. I promise you'll be more proud of yourself for starting than for any bloody video or comment or whatever. You know, who cares? It's like what Cardi B, I actually saw it the other day. Cardi B was like accepting an award and I can't remember, this is completely paraphrasing, but it was something along the lines of like, thank you to my haters because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have so many views and listens. Yeah. And I was like, bless. Exactly. Bless. Thank it's you. So, you're turning a negative into a positive. So no matter which way you go, you can get a lot of love. And even if you cop some flack, then that's okay too. Exactly. But, you know, we know how it can help you grow. You know that you want to be authentic. You know that you want to keep getting that feedback from your community, your network to know how to, I guess, building and adapt on what you're delivering out there in terms of your personal brand. And you just want to keep learning and growing. Yeah. Awesome. So if you guys had any other questions about personal branding, Penny and I are here, we're learning about it too. And we're, we're doing this real time with exactly. you. We're on this together, we're on this ship together. Obviously we've worked with brands to get their personal branding up and running, but times change. Instagram changed so fast and personal branding changes so fast. So we are going through this process with you. We will share tips along the way. So make sure to follow the Wibs and any other questions, topics, anything you want to chat about, please feel free to DM us. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and subscribe and we shall see you next week. Bye. Bye.